Good evening, good evening, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and come from a scripture and a prayer. And that scripture comes from Psalms 106 and 1. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endureth forever. In the midst of whatever you're going through, you got to know that God loves you. God cares for you. God is always going to provide for you. And through the midst of everything, God is going to make a way. Nothing is not seen by God and God has the final say so. God, we just come to you today humbly asking you to be in the midst. Let today be a day where someone could be able to get closer to you, to find the answer, to be able to see something that they could take away from this interview today, God. God bless this platform. Let us be able to go out, be able to touch the unreachable, touch the people that haven't been found, God. God, we just thank you. Bless all the people on the podcast that's going to listen to this after. Bless everybody that's listening right now on social media and on Anointed Radio, God. We, God, we just thank you and we love you, God. God, bless everybody from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Take the pain away. Bring the peace. Take away all confusion and give us the victory, Lord. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Amen, everybody. We are here. And this is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And we, well, everybody, everybody come into the room. So, this is Pastor Jalen. Like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jalen on Instagram and Twitter. Wow. wow. Woo. Also, follow me on. <laughs> You can also follow me on all the different platforms um, on Anointed Radio, uh, my campaign website, all that good stuff. Follow me. Um, I got some um, good news coming up this Friday. Definitely stay tuned to hear that by following 
my Jay Calhoun Facebook page, Anointed Jaylon. All my social media, just keep it soon. New things on the way. Stay posted. Pastor Jay. Oh, wow. Hey, y'all. This is Dr. Marvinetta Clay, the love child. Um, I thought I put some vibrato <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, I didn't put it. Let me do it again. This is Dr. Marvinetta Clay, the love child. You know, shot time. Yeah, that, that extra here. Right. <laughs> Let me represent. Anyhow, hey, y'all. It's good. It's wonderful. It's awesome to be with y'all one more time on a beautiful Wednesday in this hundred some degree weather. But thank God we're on the inside. Amen. So, um, you know, you all can still follow me. I'm still up and running. Thank God on all social medias. Um, follow me on my page, drmarvinettaclay.com, my website, um, as well as, you know, listen to my music, What's Forever, and look for um, What's the Song, Fly Away, and some other stuff. Already hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. Some brand new things, uh, lines of things. You know, God is good. You know, in this season, I, I thought it would be fitting to invest in myself. Amen. So, amen. Not just in investing money, but invest in my body, invest in my mind. So, so come on and follow me. You might see something that might encourage you. So, you know, do what you got to do. Amen. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Johnston, St. Chris J. Um, you can follow me at SinkersJ.com as well as on uh, Facebook and Instagram at SinkersJ. Also, go get the St. Chris J wear. I have uh, worship or die shirts are available as well as in Chris Day stuff and have some other stuff coming out. I have music coming out. Just finished doing a music video yesterday. So Hey man. All right. Yeah, so I'm this is it's rolling. We've got a lot going on and yeah. So go follow me. See what I'm doing. And music's coming soon, all that good stuff. I'm scared of you. You said I got music video and I got okay. some new music. He's doing it You work going on. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> much so. <laughs> and then we have Apostle Alan King in the house, y'all. Hey, hey, can y'all hear me? We can hear you. It's dark, though. Okay, hold on. That's me. I'm I'm all talking chocolate. <laughs> At least I ain't ashy today, though. I'm not ashy to see dogs. All right. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm in the building. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, the Weefy. Hey, there, man. There it go. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, we hear you. Okay. Here. Amen. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me on. Amen. What's so, up to the Anointed Radio, Anointed Radio team? Hey, hey. Okay. Hey, hey. So, the... the I like that brother. The brother Chris, he be, he be singing at worship. I'll be seeing him on Facebook. He be going in. He, be, he, be, he don't be playing with it. Chris be going in. I don't know him, but he be going in. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate it. God be the glory. I'm changing. Yes, oh, <laughs> and then we, and, and and then and then we got somebody else in the building that just want to come in late. Yeah, we got you. We caught you. Look at you. Caught you. It's Takeda. I asked you to put me on blast. Okay, I told you I'd be late. Caught you coming in on late. You had the finger like you was coming in church for service late. I made it. Amen. You made it. Amen. So um, I think church announcements is in order. Amen. We have them. 
Yeah, actually, I got one. Y'all, y'all ain't got one. I got mm. one. I got one. Church announcement. You know, uh, I'll wait for church announcements on that. On, on for that. But one thing I want everybody to do, if you're watching right now, go follow Anointed Radio on all social platforms. And yeah, so let's go to church announcements. And I'd like to welcome to some and reintroduce to others. Pastor Reverend Jackson. And uh, our church announcement is as follows. We want everybody to know that here in Las Vegas, in the state of Nevada, some people even say this where Jesus went to the desert because it gets so hot. I want you to know that church is open. Coming up soon, there's no more limitations of 10 people. So I know the small churches, y'all been open, but the churches on a medium size can now open. So stay blessed, get your masses in order, and get your church clothes out because you will not be watching church in your pajamas no more because the doors are open. Uh -huh. And the church announcement from the pulpit is this. I know at Christ the King Christian Fellowship this Friday at 7 p.m., they're going to have a peace rally inviting everybody to go out to participate in this rally. This isn't to recruit. This isn't to come and invite for the church, but to come as a community and, and come for peace, for the injustices that's happening in the world. Amen. That's the announcements for me. I believe evangelists, you have some. Oh Lord. Turn Cletus down. Right. Like we can't hear nothing right now. Now we're gonna go out to Poco. Amen. Takashi. 
Did she say Takashi? No, she she said Pakash. Oh, I they said Takashi. And don't don't do nothing that you know that gonna harm you later on. That's my announcement. That's that's evangelize. We gotta evangelize the world. Amen. The truth. The truth will make you yes, Amen. Amen, Mother Evangelist. Uh, we have we have Deacon. Deacon, do you have any announcements? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, and with Deacon not having no announcements, we can end that on there. Amen. So definitely, everybody. Um, I def I just wanted to just talk about this for a minute. As as a church, we have to remember that we have a duty to the community, and as a duty to the community, we need to be a resource and a help to be more than just a Facebook like, share, and Facebook prayer. But we got to start coming out and supporting the community and standing for what the community for. You know, the, the church was the pillar back in the day for the community, not just for the word, but to be able to make a better community. Absolutely. So we, we definitely need on a serious note, all jokes aside, I know I joke a lot, but there's so many things happening, you know, I see so much, so much anger and so much pain and so much sadness. And we have to get involved in our community because if you don't, all we're doing is complaining. Like seriously, you know, I, I saw something and I know people are gonna say stop, talk, beating a dead horse over the head. But these, right now, if you don't know Las Vegas, every judge is for voting and that vote is to vote for a six-year position. Mm. And we can't get mad when we don't vote for people and then they get in the seat, in that judge seat, and then don't make the right decision. We have to know these people. Like, you know, it's funny, I'm quoting Killer Mike, but Killer Mike said, if you don't know your state legislate, your, your judges, your district attorney, you setting yourself up for failure because these are the people that will see you before the president will. These are the people in your community. If you change those people in those seats, the change will come to your community. That's the way we could get represented. That's how we could actually get a change in our community. Yes, we have to stand up for injustice, but we got to get people out of seats that are standing by in those injustices. That's supporting those injustices. We have to make Come the up. change. And our voice matters. If you don't vote, you lost your voice. Mm -hmm. I just had to say that out there. I know a lot of people are mad and a lot of people are angry. But if we don't change the environment we're in, it's never going to change. And that was me, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> So, with that being said, let's go into some music, y'all. So, we're going to go into some music. Um, and I think I'm going to go ahead and play from the Poor uh, poor Ministry. Once I find it. 
Oh, Chiquita, you never said your intro. Just throw that out there. Oh, that's because I was late. I know. Um. Um. Yeah, it's Chiquita Andrews here, the author of The Unbroken Train to Be Broken. It's a bestseller here in the very near future. Um, <laughs> <Speaking. laughs> um, so, I, you know, as I, I came late, but I'm glad I'm here. I made it. Let's get this show going. Amen. And just in time. So we're going to go ahead and go into the mix. And with the mix, we're going to go with one of It's Time to Pour. We're going to go and play It's Time to Pour, everybody, from Apostle Alan King's church ministry. See y'all in a minute. All right. All right. Oh, when Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he, his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tanisha Star. Hey, let's get this work. Come on. Lost in this world, yes. I didn't know it all. Broken and fragile, I couldn't take you no more. Ready to take my life, ready to call it quits my life. Couldn't give up the fight, cause God said this ain't it, no. My faith in G-O-D, and I'm walking in my destiny. Put my faith in G-O-D, now I'm watching pour out of me. Put my faith in G-O-D, now I'm walking in my destiny. Put my faith in G-O-D, now I'm watching for the of me. It's time to pour. It's time to pour. It's time to pour. Come and be restored. It's for your love. Trying to be a good mama, but the trauma wouldn't turn me loose. Popping pills couldn't pay my bills, living life like pussies. I like this part. Mama told me God will do it. I ain't letting you go. Gotta keep them down for sure. Go let the whole world know who I am. Put my faith in G.O.D. And I'm walking in my destiny. Put my faith in G.O.D. Now I'm watching for out of me. Put my faith in G-O-D, now
go. Amen, y'all. We are back in the building, everybody. And we're waiting for everybody to come back. Amen. I love that song. When I first heard that song, it almost had me going to a Baptist fit in the car. Ah. Uh, what happened to Chris's video? I'm right here. Oh, okay. Amen. So we're about to go into the interview. You're not here. Oh, I know you're not here. He's coming. <laughs> so, everybody, we have Mr. Apostle Allen King, and he is on having a new TV show here in Las Vegas that. His ministry is doing the reality show that's going to be here in Las Vegas based and it's about to be amazing. So while we wait for him to come and tell his story, I wanted to ask the team one thing that what do you was the one thing that God taught you during this corona? Um, well, for me, he's been dealing with um, a lot of past traumas for me. He'd just been teaching me certain things about myself that I kind of been too busy to focus on. Um, I mean, I've been through therapy and everything like that, but, you know, he's told me to do some things and I kind of been letting some insecurities hinder me doing what I'm supposed to do. And so he's been speaking to uh, those hidden pieces of me that, you know, I've kind of just buried and been so busy that um, I couldn't really focus on. So that's what he's been dealing with me. And I've just been like purging a lot of different stuff because of it. Amen. Well, for me, um, I mean, I've always appreciated being home, um, but it has allowed me to really appreciate home. Because um, home is your sanctity, you know, where you have your, your peace, your joy, you know, where the angels just create the atmosphere that you need once you get home. And it also helped me to the point where as busy as I was before the pandemic um, happened, it allowed me to spend time with myself, you know, allowed me to spend time with myself and a lot of things that I wanted to do and kind of was a little anxious to do. Um, it has shown me that you don't have to be. I mean, it, it says be anxious for nothing. But I never really thought about the scripture much as much as I think about it now. And so today it just affords me to now to really start um, looking at life differently um, and looking at myself differently and also looking at ministry differently because it has taken me to a different level now where I'm embarking on things that I never thought that I wanted to do being at home. And so I, I'm loving the fact that it's like a push 
it's like a push to the point of um, God pushing you to another level of something that is was always there, but it was overlooked because of the busy schedule, because of your busyness, and because of everything else that was taking the place of. And now here it is, it's like you have nothing but to take the time to do whatever that is that God wants you to do. And so it's, 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 it's been, I, I'm going to tell you honest God truth, I love it. I don't care about too much getting outside or anything, but I can say that it just shows me that, um, you know, you have to take better care of yourself, um, especially your health. Your health is so important. And, and as you get older, you know, things start kind of trying to creep, creep on you. And so you have to take better care of yourself. And so what that has done for me now is just allow me to see that, you know, all that that I was doing that the doctors wanted me to do, I didn't have to do. All I had to do was look for things that was naturally so and what God has allowed us to have. So I'm grateful that, you know, all of this has really just um, opened up my mind and put me on a different platform of, of doing something better, not just for myself, but also for what God wants me to do. So all is well. Okay. Fritz? Well, um, I would say that this time has taught me that I've been busy with all the wrong things or things that were not really um, necessary or per that pertain to what I was supposed to be doing or my calling was. Um, so this time allowed me to quiet myself and go sit down somewhere and not be at everybody's function, uh, supporting everybody, no shade, but it is what it is, um, and really figure out and focus on what I'm supposed to be doing um, and how I can help advance the kingdom of God. So that's what pretty much this season has taught me is basically, you know, it's okay to be quiet. And then, uh, you know, and we're going to probably another real quiet season, as y'all know, but praise God. Amen. Well, I can say for myself, and then I'm going to ask uh, Apostle King once, once I finish with mine, but for me, what I've learned during this quarantine time is that I had to know who I was. Um, a lot of times you don't sit and reflect on the you and who you are, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish and have that deep talk with God and say, you know what, God, this is what I've been used to. Is this working? This is what I've been doing. Is it benefiting me? And really investing in self-care because a lot of times you have a lot of, you know, mental stuff happening with you because you go on autopilot and you're not dealing with you or your issues. You just going until you get spent or you get too wore out. And then you get to the point where you're just done. And God really helped me in that moment to really realize that you're more than a lot of these things that you settle for. You're more than the things that you let bog you down and hold you back. And if I'm with you, who can stand against you? But one thing he has let has been saying to me this whole time that everybody will be humble. Some way, somehow, everybody will have a humble moment to remember that he is God, the Alpha Omega, and that you have to remember where he brought you from yeah. before everything, because God yeah, yeah. 
wants the glory. He didn't put you there for you to get the glory. He put you there so you could tell him about his glory. Absolutely. So that's what I've learned. So Apostle King, everybody welcome Apostle King. We're going to ask you that same question. What have you learned during this time being in this whole pandemic? Hey, everybody, I'm sorry I'm back. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm technologically challenged, man. You know, we have a church on the call line. We do it as simple as possible. So this is, this is you know what I'm saying? Pray for me. I'm coming to the new millennium. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming <laughs> to the thing or whatever. So I'm back online. Hey, everybody, thank you for having me. Um, Jay, I just kind of want to echo what you were saying. I've been teaching the church that... Um, that quarantine could either be your cave or it could be your cocoon. God really began to deal with me about that out of, out of the book of Judges, chapter six, the Bible. So then they dug dens and caves into scared of what was going on in the world around them. So hopefully it's been a time of personal development. I was teaching them how the butterfly actually goes into that cocoon and it breaks itself down. And the way it does it is with its own stomach acids. So literally it takes what it digests itself. It breaks itself down in order to become and metamorphosis into the next creature or to the next phase. And so I hope that's what everybody has done individually. Um, as a collective, I've been telling them that God gave us the keys to the kingdom and not the building. And I think that we've had that mixed up. <laughs> that We got the keys to the building and not the kingdom. We got to understand that when you have the keys to the kingdom, you can open up and have church anywhere because we already are the church. And now all we got to do is just open for business. And so um, we're excited about what God is doing. I hope everybody is innovating and creating, uh, realizing the difference between the church, which is that that individual group, the Ecclesia called out and the actual body of Christ, which uh, has been amazing to see everybody come together, and connect and really be the body. I think that's what you're talking about when we see social injustice, uh, being able to move as not just the individual church, uh, corporation or, or corporative, but uh, the body of Christ. And that's what needs to happen. And so I think that's beginning to happen. Um, I, I prophesied in January 20 that all of this that was going to happen. I told that God was putting a squeeze on America every day. You got to see it. It's online. And I talked about how we were going to see a lot of things. 2020, everybody was excited. 2020 vision. I said, but God's going to show you some stuff that you don't want to see. And so mm -hmm. as we open the doors of our church, we still see racism. We still see division. We still see misogyny. We have to deal with these things before we run back into the doors of the building. And so I'm very slow to return. I'm really seeking the Lord and hearing what God has said. I don't want to go back and just shout and shout and dance, do the same old thing. Lord, what are you calling for now? I was teaching the church uh, yesterday that there's four different types of leadership. There's leaders who lead, lead through trauma, leaders who lead through transition, right? Leaders who are transformational leaders. But the last level is, is, is transcension. Jesus was a transcendental leader. And I think that's what God has called up, not just to transform, not just to hold us to the trauma of the, of the pandemic, but to transcend culture, transcend politics, transcend communities. And so uh, when we begin to hear like that and move like that, great things are ahead of us. Amen. Amen. You, you preached on yeah. that. Okay. So one thing I, I would like to ask you is this. Tell us a little bit of how, because I we we was you was just in the studio talking to us, and the next you know it, you have a whole reality show now. So how did that transpire? Um, I think that's the term that we use. You're gonna hear the body of Christ start. You know, we always get catchphrases. At once it was the prophetic, and then it's the apostolic, and then it's shift, and then it's dimensions. You know how the, you know how the body is. We get all these catchwords, but I, I really believe the next one is gonna be transcension. We are going to transcend. 
And, and that's what that represents. One day we're in a building, in a sanctuary, doing regular terrestrial ministry. And next thing God calls us to the airwaves uh, to really combat where the prince and the power of the air is. Uh, and that's a transcendent ministry. A uh, worship, I love what Chris does because he's he just he worships all the time. That anointed he carries is a transcendent anointed. Uh, because when you burn a piece of paper or you you put prayer on the altar, it transcends. It goes from one element to another, one atmosphere to another. It, it's transcendental. So that's all that was. It was God just touching us with a trans, transcending anointing, placing us on a national network. And um, our goal through the show is to be able to show not just the restaurant of church, as Bishop T.D. Jakes would say, but the kitchen. So, you know, when you go to the restaurant, the steak tastes good, but you didn't see the animal that had to get slaughtered, the delivery truck, the people fighting in the, in the back and, you know, people fussing to try to get everything out. So we want to show the kitchen as well. And uh, as Jesus did show him his wounds and say, hey, look, the church is real, it's tangible, and there's a place there for you. So we're excited about what God is doing. So when does your show air? Uh, we're on June 6th, um, Saturday, which that's just a testimony of itself that we even got that time slot in the middle of the day. Um, at 1230. So it's, you know, all eyes, Tupac said, all eyes on, all eyes on, <laughs> all eyes on me. So we there in the, in the middle of the day um, doing this crazy idea called Church on the Strip uh, to just draw maybe another group of people who are either not back in the building, never been in the building. But like we said, taking the airwaves um, in the book, uh, Sun Tzu, the art of war teaches that whoever has the aeronautical advantage right, will win the war. It doesn't matter how many troops you have on the ground. And I think the body of Christ hasn't realized that, which is why God pushed us, forced us into a digital migration that we could take the airways. We could take us a, uh, a higher position. That's why the Bible said Jesus is a name above every name. If you get up above your enemy, uh, you can destroy him. And so that's what we're trying to do, get the airways and take back this culture. My mission is discipleship through culture. That's what we believe in. Amen. Because yeah, what you said was true, because if you think about when everybody was transitioning over to digital platform, the church broke the Internet. Every church across the nation and globe broke the Internet because on Sunday, everybody was online. And yes. how many people were able to see the church that they haven't even been in, in the building, haven't Come even on. really knew them? And now the seed was planted where they were able to actually be in the presence of God and hear his word. Amen. So one thing I wanted to ask uh, with your show is what in each, in each episode, will it be a message in it? Or is it like something that's building up? I think that... Um... <clears throat> You said something powerful. I just really wanted to know who I was, right? One of the most powerful names that God uses is I am, right? Above this, which is my favorite, right? And this is how I really fight the devil back. I just tell him I am. You know, I'm blessed. I am coming out of this. I, I am. And so um, when you live in that mantra, when you live in that model, every show is going to carry something. Every show is going to carry a message or whatever. Our, our mantra is reality without the ratchet. I know you guys, I, I, I couldn't stand the portrayal of especially people of color in, in the reality shows from Miss Mona Scott and this and another. And yes, I'm calling names and loving hip hop and this and another because enough is enough. I think part of transcension is confrontation. And a lot of times the church, we say, well, we don't want to deal with that and we don't want to serve with that, but you're never going to transcend and not confront. Jesus said, I came not to bring peace, but to bring a sword to set mother against daughter, father against son. He said, when truth get to cut and it's going to separate and it's going to confront. 
you'll never you'll never transcend. There'll no there'll never be no transcendation without confrontation. So um, we're going to be confronting some very tough issues. But the Bible says judgment begin with the house of God. So I'm starting with myself as a man. Um, some things in church culture, especially in black church culture, culture you're going to see confronted stuff we've never talked about. We're going to talk about why is homosexuality running around. We're going to talk about why homosexuality and fornication are not the same. All sin is not sin. That's not what the Bible says. We make that up because it's socially conscious. We're going to talk about abortion. Most black preachers don't talk about abortion because it don't keep money in the offering plate. A woman's body is not her body. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says present your body unto God. See, we've taken a lot of social constructs that are not in the word, but we've made them socially acceptable because they feel good to us and they're all right with our soul or our suitcase. But then my Bible says that all who are led by the spirit, which is simply the word of God, are the sons of God. And so one of my missions is to bring us from just being saints and salvation. Right. This is God spoke to specifically to me to bring us into sonship. The Bible says that all the earth is waiting not for the church. Not for the saints. It's waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. Those who know that bond DNA run through us and we are supernaturally connected to the most high. And know ye not that ye shall judge the angels. There's another power, a transcending power about to hit the hit the body of Christ through the power of revelation. We simply have to realize who we are. We're not just saved. We're not just saints. We are the very sons and daughters of God. And this is our power and our authority. And that's what we want to both strength and the weaknesses in the show. Amen. So with, with that, it's going to show the kitchen. And I've been in a lot grandma of- Grandma kitchen. <laughs> I've been in a lot of, oh, grandma kitchen's rougher, but yeah, I've been yeah. in a lot of backgrounds of some behind the scene church kitchens. And what is one thing that you're gonna think that's really gonna show people transparency? I think um, the theme song, I'll send it to you guys. It talks about my time in jail, facing 30 years to life, being caught with guns and this and that and the other, um, loving God and leaving God. That's how I ended up back in jail. I left the ministry, decided I was gonna go to the street and make money to try to um, fight for my children in court. I had so you can be right wrong, and there's a difference between right and righteous. I had a right motive. I wanted to be in my kids' lives and other, but I came to the West Coast from Washington, DC to sell to get drug money to fight for my kids because I had given up on the power of God, given up on the Holy Ghost. I'm going to do this within myself. And before I know that, I found myself in nefarious conditions and situations. And so I think that um, the Bible says, if you want to be a friend, you must show yourself friendly. And so I'm going to show myself vulnerable. I'm going to talk about things that most preachers don't never really talk about and um, just show those things. And I think a lot of men, especially black men, can connect with it, especially now um, as we deal with uh, George Floyd, Khalif Browner, um, the young man who was gunned down in Atlanta, it's time for us to address some of these things um, and really deal with these things. But I'm gonna deal with them from a mystic standpoint from the inside out. I was teaching the church that the reason why the Holy Ghost is a person is because most of us, especially African-Americans have suffered so much trauma just from slavery and Jim Crow and black code law. There's so much trauma just in your sales passed down from generation to generation that most of us have some type of personality disorder. So the personhood of the Holy Spirit is key to come in and set the, the person right that we can be a better people collectively and watch the power of God flow. So it's going to be an amazing thing. We're excited about what God is doing. So one thing I, I would like to ask about that that statement right there, what what would be your suggestion for the church to get involved in the community to better the community? Um, there was a clip that we did myself personally. We started off, we, 
every we are we have to realize we're at war and i think the church has forgotten that that even the point of worship is really worship is a is an incredible form of warfare um and once we realize that paul said that we are soldiers and that we ought to put on the army of god then we know how we know we're at war number two we have to have a strategy coming out of quarantine um, our church changed from you know, just trying to feed the homeless and help the community and see people get saved to four principles. We want to have our own school. We started a virtual school. We want our own bank. We have an investment club that we started doing, quarantine our own grocery store and our own hospital. Uh, our vows to never be caught like this again, where the saints cannot be ministered to. The Bible says that you should do good, but especially to the household of faith. And so our agendas have to change from just tithing, offering, et cetera, et cetera, to making sure that we have a vision that should this happen again, and as the Antichrist move and the world system begins to shift, a lot of stuff we don't preach about on Sunday, but it's happening in front of our eyes that the saints and the body of Christ is prepared apostolically to be able to step in, engage, and to win the warfare uh, for our youth, for the children, and for the culture. So we need a strategy, and that's our four tenets, a grocery store, bank, um, healthcare, and again, you know, those four things that God has given us in education. So we started literally a virtual school. We started an investment club. Uh, we started really working on our mental health and start laying the foundation, the rubric uh, for these things to happen. And, and see, it, that those are key resources. That's being a pillar of the community. And one thing that I would love to see another church do on top of the things that you list is to bring classes to teach the community. You know, because yeah. you, you can't do better if you don't know how to be better. And there's a lot of things that we don't know. You know, um, someone said today, you know, we we should know the law. But if you really look at it, do we really know the law and take time to know the law? We don't. We should really know how to take care of our bodies and ourselves. You know, you said something that is is key. There's a lot of trauma that came in our DNA, but there's a lot of diseases and a whole lot of ailments that came through our DNA because of yes, yes, yes. habit where we don't take care of ourselves. And we see in our community that there's a lot of high blood pressure, diabetes, and then there's diseases that because of our environment, we we have them. Like those crazy words, I think I was talking to Dr. Clay, stockadosis and, and, and G6PD and sickle cell. And these are things that's just mostly you hear in our communities and the environment and how we take care of ourselves. And I really think, you know, in California, I remember there was a ministry called the health ministry where nurses were in every churches. They taught every church about prostate, about breast cancer, about AIDS, and gave health fairs as a resource to help the people in the community because it's cool to see them on Sunday, but there's a lot of people going through stuff Monday through Saturday and need resources. Absolutely. I, I um For what we call Easter, but it's really is Passover season, I preached a message called The Last Friday, right? And I talked about, I took it straight from Ice Cube and from Friday or whatever, but when you realize when Jesus got up out the grave for our damnation to hell, sickness and disease, it really was the last Friday. And it's amazing how that name Craig in the movie, it literally translated in the Celtic to a rock. And if you remember in the first Friday, he literally picks up the rock and he beats the Debo and beats Debo down. And so what I begin to talk about is just along those lines is that we have a Debo that we don't even see or understand. Uh, there's a group of people who are under satanic uh, influence that believe in something called eugenics. 
So much of what you're talking about hasn't just appeared in our, in our community just because, but there's a plight. I was teaching the people how they're the second place on the planet Earth that has more Nazis than anywhere else is not Germany. That's number one. But the second place is the United States. So eugenics is the belief that only favored or specific races should thrive and that they will do everything from back bacterial warfare to whatever to exterminate the rest of us. And what we don't realize is people like now I'm calling names. I always get in trouble. But like people like Bill Gates, whose father sat on the board of Planned Parenthood, who was started by Margaret Singer, who is a eugenicist. Right. That the church never talks about this kind of stuff. But yet they put these abortion clinics primarily in black and brown neighborhoods. Why is that? Well, we got the Bible that tells us that when Moses was born, when Jesus was born, right, there was anointing of abortion, right, satanic anointing of abortion that came to destroy the seed that was bringing about deliverance. And this is why we see such an attack on our people and especially our men, because look at T.D. Jakes, look at the, the cultural influence, because the, there's an anointing and especially men of color. Why? Because the first man on the planet was a black man. God entrusted a black man as the creator and the keeper, the gatekeeper of the entire universe. And the Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I'm not saying we're better than anybody, but you better know who you are and understand your responsibility so you can understand the attack. And that's why the gatekeeper of this planet, the original Adam who was made out of dirt, humans who was uh, melanated in color just like me, is under such an attack right now. The Antichrist will not be able to destroy the planet until they first take out that black man and there's an all out consortium against them, be it the prison rates, be it the, the, the tracking of HIV, fatherless, et cetera. And the church has to wake up to this this known social agenda, right? And realize that um, the idea of white supremacy is demonic. It's not a person, it's a demon, right? This goes back to Charles Spurgeon and Gideon and all the people who wrote our Bibles, who wrote the first Bibles that took out the book of Exodus because they didn't want people of color to realize that we, they call it the liberated Bible. They didn't want us to realize that we could be free and all this other stuff. So we realized there's an agenda where people have partnered uh, with our adversary to come against our people. But we partner with the Christos to bring about unity, hope, health, and healing. That's a lot. That's deep. But Sunday morning, we got to start addressing some of this stuff because it's literally killing us right in front of our eyes. Well, well one thing that I could say is if you don't see the change, you got to be the change. A lot yeah. of times in, in, in social topics and in communities, we have issues, which goes back to what you said. Sometimes it seems like it's... Conf is confronting some things, but what it is is addressing things because a lot of times we we lie to ourselves and say this isn't happening or that didn't happen to me. And then what we see, and, and and I'm speaking just from the church standpoint, then when we see when it happens to something close to us, we're devastated. So one thing that I would ask you is from the the the, the point of view of how can instead of it being such a i guess it's not even like uh uh saying it's better or mudslinging or something how can a solution be made because i think everybody's hurting everybody's going through situations everybody feels some type of way but there's never presented a solution and it's just like having an argument with somebody if y'all keep saying it's your fault okay it's y'all fault it's this fault and never make a solution it's like an everlasting cycle so what would you think a solution could be from the church standpoint i think number one the transition from church right the bible says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory but we've wanted to just to stay stagnant even jesus says it's imperative that i go Right. That he could do something different in the earth realm. He did one thing while he was present and then he shifted again. So 
the first thing that I think is a biblical pattern, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, right? So what you're doing now and what these other radio hosts are doing, it all starts with the word. So just by having this conversation and us being God-like entities, we're beginning to shift and we're beginning to change it because it's going to start with the word. It's going to start with a conversation. It's going to start with addressing certain things and saying, hey, this is not okay. The second thing that happens is it's going to start with a name. We don't understand how powerful names are, but when God gave Adam the power to name everything, he took dominion over it. And so one thing that we've done is we begin to shift the name. So while we know we are the church, we are the ecclesia, we're actually called the poor experience. And, and poor stands for the power of you revelate. The reason why, is because the Bible teaches us that we don't overcome by fasting all day. We don't overcome by running around the church. None of that. We overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb, which has been really removed, especially from the culture of black church. When you go back to old Kojic and this one other, they believed in the blood. They preached it. They had testimony service because this was your power. Why? Because your testimony was an undeniable experience that you had with God. It wasn't based on head knowledge, how many books you read, anything like this. This is what I know. This is what old people say, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. And so one of the things that we got to have is we got to go back to becoming and Christ being our experience. Because once a person has experience with God, it's undeniable. You don't have to coax them, coach them, whatever. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is he that sanctifies. So we gotta get back to really proclaiming our experience. We got away from telling the fact that we were drug addicts and, and, and lesbians and this and that and the other and abusive and pedophiles. Whatever God has brought you out of, we gotta tell somebody because that's your power. You only overcome two things. He says, by the blood of the lamb, and the word of your testimony. And then liberation only comes this way. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's not my thought, it's not my psychology, my doctrine. He said, but when I wanna get free, when I wanna see black people liberated, when I wanna see our culture begin to move, there's some heavy, deeper truths that we're gonna have to come into about ourselves and that's gonna begin to do it. The last thing that's gonna happen is like what we've done is we set up cultural mechanisms within the church to impact culture. So we have a record label, we have a theater team, we have an investment club, we have, um, man, so many different things going on that are practically where we are. We got a media group for the kids. Um, the kids actually, we, we don't wait to call them evangelist, pastor, preacher. We start calling them out by name, by destiny right now and protecting that destiny right where they are. And then the Bible says, don't remove an ancient boundary stone. Many young pastors try to do the new hip thing and whatever, whatever. And some people look at me like, oh, he's trying to be in hip hop. And I, none of that. We don't care about none of that. Right. The message never changes, but we may get a new method. But we still do an all night prayer. We still fast every Tuesday. We still, you know, what I'm saying because the blood, these things still work. So the Bible says every wise scribe holds in his treasury both something old and something new. And when you can bridge the two together, solutions, answers come out of that. I always teach my church as a leader, you have one foot in the problem and one foot in the solution. That's how you keep pushing forward and going forward. So uh, those are the things that we're doing um, that allow us to shift and do some things differently. Like I said, we don't even call ourselves a church. We are the poor experience. Poor stands for the power of you revelated. Other thing is, does you no good to believe in God and you don't believe in you? God is living inside. Of, he died that he can come live inside of you and you're not believing in you. Paul said it like this. Um, he said, nevertheless, I live. But the life that I now live in the flesh, I now live by the faith of the son of God who gave himself a ransom. So God is living in you, waiting for you to believe in you, him in you. So does you no good to believe in God and never access the power that he put inside of you? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all he could ask or think according to the power that he put inside of you. So we got to begin to access that unified and come together and do these different things that God is doing. Amen. So 
Wow. Anybody else got a question? I've, I've been talking, you know. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm Hi, Ms. Just, I'm Andrew. Just... How you doing, Miss Andrews? Good to good to see you live. We've been going back and forth on social media. How you doing, Miss Clay? The legend, Miss Marmonetta Clay. How you doing? I'm so good. I'm being so educated about some things, and and I, I love gleaming and hearing positiveness that um that helps people to understand, you know, you can't get stuck in the same old, same old. You have to do some things out of the box that helps and bring more positive awareness to the kingdom and to yourself. And so some of the things that, not some, but all of the things that you have talked about, it's just made me just start thinking, um, even as a, a pastor, even as a person that runs a school and, and some other things and stuff. And it just makes me wow. aware that, yeah, we have to take some other steps and some other ways of doing things and not not allowing things to just be controlled of, of other, other folks, but allow ourselves because there's a lot of things that are in our people that they just don't even embark upon. You got your doctors, you got your lawyers, you got your health officials, you have everyone, everybody has something that they can do. And if you don't allow that to happen, then you get stagnant in your growth. You get stagnant in the place. You're still doing the same old, same old. And so I applaud you. On, on what you're doing in your ministry and, and what you all are going forth with. Um, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I definitely want to be in the fold, and, you know, so, so, so some of the overflow can fall a little bit this way and maybe I can help branch out some more. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's it. If y'all ever watched the old cartoon Voltron, they was, they was, they was okay singularly, but when they came together, and I think we haven't even seen our real anointing. Matter of fact, God been dealing with me about the difference between anointing and glory. The, the glory is only released when we really come together. There's a glory that happens. The Bible, we are living stones that make up his edifice. So we haven't seen until your church and my church come together. We put down some differences and we get one common enemy and we start coming together. They're not just anointing. Because remember, the, the, the devil, Lucifer, was an anointed church. He had an anointing, mm -hmm. but he could never. He said, my glory I will not give to another. And as we die to ourselves and allow him to live in us, there's a glory, I'm telling you, yeah. as we come out of quarantine, waiting to hit the I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me get out of that. I got to stop. Y'all try to push me in the back. I got to gotta, I gotta stop that right there. The glory. <laughs> <laughs> Praise so, God. Praise God. I feel like it's so annoying. This really is annoying. Ready? You can feel the anointing in the atmosphere. This is crazy. Amazing. Amazing. So Thank you for having me. I definitely want you to definitely talk about, um, I know you talked about a lot of um, things that you're doing, but in the near future, like you said, coming out of quarantine, what do you have coming other than the TV show that's coming? Well, I um, I'd like to invite everybody this Sunday. We're doing something called the Sermon on the Mount so that we can do social distancing, whatever we're going to be at, at uh, Sunrise Mountain right there off of Lake Mead in Hollywood. We got it all set up and it's just the, the serendipity of God. We have four young black males that are gonna do the Sermon on the Mount. So they're literally gonna do that Matthew chapter five. Our young black boys are ascending to the mountain. We're showing the enemy that look, <laughs> you can come after these black males or whatever, but we, 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 we on the wall this time and we're gonna go up in prayer and come out with a strategy. So that's this Sunday, we're gonna be there. It won't be there long. We're gonna take communion there and fellowship and everyone is welcome Friday night. Fourth Friday of the month, it's always all night prayer. We're going to be on our face, getting it, praying through the night. Not, no prayer, no power, much prayer, much power. I believe that. So we'll, we'll be praying that that through. Um, of course, you know, the TV show releasing. And um, we're just excited.
about God is doing. We have three new shows that are going to be coming out. We have Teen Talk on Tuesdays where they get together and just discuss. Uh, Wednesday is Women in Christ Wednesdays. Monday is Manpower Mondays. And then Friday, we have something new called Date Night. God gave me a ministry called Joining because the divorce rate in the church was hitting right at 50%, the same as secular, same as the world. And I said, God, what is going on? He said, well, you're teaching people how to be single in singles ministry. He said, you need to teach them covenant and how to come together. And, and so we have a ministry called Joining that's prepping people how to argue, how to share your bank account, how to whatever. Yeah, what does covenant relationship really look like if that's what you want? Those You got to get ready for those things. You can't just learn how to be a great single and never been prepped to live in covenant with somebody else. And so we're encouraging people. We're doing speed dating. We're doing different things, giving them principles and teaching people because the only attribute in our culture that we have to deal with lust and our flesh, whatever, he say, get married. One, flee fornication. And two, he say, so that every man can avoid this temptation on here, let him find his own wife. So I can only go off of the rubric that's in the Bible and that's what he finds. So we're getting people ready. It's called joining. We're strengthening existing covenants. We're teaching people who are already married, married greater skills and those who desire to be married. Don't want to teach you how to be a great single. We want to teach you how to join. So those are some of the things um, that we got going on. We got new music being released. I'm big on that, big on hitting the culture. And man, we're just excited about, excited about what God is doing. And this show, this show is crazy. Y'all want to tune into this show because it's exciting to see you're gonna be like whoa you know what i'm saying so yes yes so again, your, show start, your show is going to start uh june 6 everybody everybody listening and it is go ahead and tell the title you do your own plug i don't know why i'm doing the plug unless i'm about to you know i the invite for the show you know <laughs> that out the show is amazing. Like I said, we're going to show both the restaurant and the kitchen, but primarily the kitchen. You know, Grandma, did, on, on Christmas or Thanksgiving, that meal was laid out. But only she knew that she was in the kitchen for 12, 16 hours, eggs cracking and flour everywhere and everything else to present that beautiful dinner. And that's kind of like church on Sunday morning. You know, when I see Kristen get up, they have no idea how much Chris has rehearsed, saying, been with God, pray, whatever, to get up there for the next hour, 45 minutes and look like it's just easy. And it's really not this easy. Pastor Clay, you know what I'm talking about. They think we just get up there and show up, you know. So we want to be able to show that uh, we have a Bible study for women who are coming out of the um, the, the sex industry, etc., called Naked. But one of our sisters who was a stripper is coming out. She goes into the shelters. You're going to see it on the show and is doing powerful ministry to this woman and not just giving the word, but empowering, giving them enterprise, giving them fish and loaves and, and this and that other. So June 6th, June 6th at 1230 in the afternoon, it's going to be church on the strip. It's going to be crazy. You get to see all my dirty drawers. They hang it. You can see every, everything. You know, I just hope I don't have my brother used to have boo-boo stains where I'll be like, Ugh, that's just the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. Hey, Jay, you know what I'm talking about it. <laughs> See, y'all know about that. <laughs> like, uh, man, you just don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> y'all pray for me, man. I need constant prayer <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So, yes, please support us. This is our chance. And I want to make it a platform for brothers like Chris and Jay. We're going to do a talent showcase so everybody can come on the show and be a part of the network. And we're going to be going to different people's churches and everything else. That's just who I am. You know, I'm a writer and producer, but I'm normally behind the scene. God has just now started moving me in front of the camera, but I'm used to directing the action and bringing people together with different talents. So we're going to create a platform for all of the body of Christ to sing and to worship and for their talents to be shown on the CW Network as well. 
Amen. Amen. Jay, you got hot records too, Jay. Uh, you, you got some stuff. Jay be surprising me. We was at a church one night. We was at CTK. And Jay got some, oh, that's a hot record. I was like, okay, Jay. Okay, okay. So you just, you know, he's so calm and cool. You don't think you could get that out of him. But he had some old Long Beach LBC time. Like, what, what, what Jay got going on? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. We're excited, man. I just get excited, man. I just love God. This is this is what we do now 24-7. So, it's the culture, man. I, I am because he is. Amen. Amen. Right. So, yeah. with that being said, we want to just go ahead and say thank you for coming on the show. We definitely want you to keep sending the promos and everything to us so we can uh, promote you. Having, you know, we always promote a lot of people, but it feels special when it's coming from home and, yeah. and it's coming from us. Because a lot of times people think of Las Vegas, they don't think about the church culture. They don't think about how there's almost 500 and something churches out here that's in representation and how our culture in the church culture here in Las Vegas is really big. And we really got some great, talented, anointed, blessed people here that's doing great things, but they just don't have yes. a platform. Yeah, there is church on the strip. There's more to Las Vegas than everything else. We are here. The body of Christ is here. There's a powerful move of God going. It's young African-American female and male pastor. Shout out to Amy Rucker and all of them, Pastor Preston, Pastor Mel, all of the. I mean, it's here. And we're going to highlight it. We're going to put the camera on some of these guys. Matter of fact, I got I to give it Pastor Mel just a little bit. We're trying, we're trying to bring a coalition together. God is moving. He's doing something. The glory of God is going to be seen. Um, before I go, I just want to say this. I woke up yesterday and God said, I'm moving you all from, from, from circles from circles of chaos to cycles of blessing. Mm. When, when Moses went around the mount, he was in a circle. He was just in a, in a constant circle. But Joshua brought them into a cycle of constant, mm. and I feel the Holy Ghost, of nonstop blessing. I release that uh, on us and to us. I believe that is the word of the Lord right now. That as we come out of this, all your dysfunctional circles and bad circles of friend, because everything God does, he created out of the circle. And sometimes God will bring things full circle. He'll bring it fully back around to bring you into a supernatural cycle of blessing. I got to get out of that because that'll preach all by itself in the name of Jesus. Love y'all, man. Thanks for having me, June 6th. Please, Jay, let's get some of y'all on the show. We'll be reaching out. You'll see we're going to be putting up the um, showcase and all that. Everybody is welcome. It's not my show. It's our show. And I'm just happy to serve the body of Christ. Thank you guys so much for having us. I appreciate you. Definitely have a great night. God bless. Thank you. Amen. So I wow, that was we had a great word. Amen. Preach. Are you right, Pastor Moore? Go ahead, take the offering because he 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 preached the house down right there. He was giving out nuggets. He was. My God. That's all I can say, my God. When you get right. like that, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's well, just a whole nother place. That's all I can say. Right. <laughs> like you say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. This change is coming. Wow. Boy. A big change. And you know, one thing I definitely say is that God is putting forth this change that is going to make the atmosphere truthful and transparent so that when people come to church, they don't see people, they see God. Because that is the, that's what the mission is supposed to be. You know, we don't go to church for the, like how we said, your circle of chaos. You go to church 
to be in the presence of God. And you should bring that everywhere you go because the same person that might get on your nerves, the same person that might have tried you is the number one person God sent your way to help. And that's the true test and the testimony because the test ain't supposed to be easy. See, I'm speaking to somebody out there. The test ain't easy. You ain't supposed to get everybody just ready to be saved. You ain't supposed to get the people that's going to treat you right. You're supposed to be the example because they didn't treat Jesus right. So mm -hmm. why do you expect them to treat you right? Hello, somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. a mouthful right there. For real. So, <clears throat> my favorite part of the show is coming up. Yeah, we know. We know. Y'all know? <laughs> Y'all know? Here we go. Yeah. I thought we fired him. Nope. Cletus. Oh, Cletus. Uh, see. Scared of Cletus. We fired him. Hold on, Chris. <laughs> Chris, leave him alone. Cletus, it's okay. Come on and play. Oh, you getting that Cletus sideways. You voted him out. He was too loud. Oh, he was playing over Dr. Clay. You got to play under. I know, right? Hey. Hey, 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 it, it was the sound system. Oh, blame the sound system. Okay. It was the operator. <laughs> so with that being said, this Pastor Jake, find the anointed Jalon on Instagram, Twitter. See me on Jay Calhoun on Facebook. Um, go get my single, Jesus Make You Happy. Got some new things in the working. Friday, Friday, Friday at five o'clock. I have a special announcement coming out. It's in the, it's some some things good things coming up. So stay tuned. And yeah, that's me. See, you playing over? Are you playing over again? Right. I know. Already. Oh. <laughs> he, he went down. Jesus, Cletus is all right. Cletus, you need to come on down just a little bit more, baby. Play underneath. You know, underneath. So I'm so sad Miss Brown died. Oh Miss Sister Brown playing the organ and the piano. Who hired him? Oh Lord. He he himself. That's all he overstepped. Anyhow, anywho, look, y'all, this is Dr. Marvin Everly and um I'm, you know, follow me on all the things. See, you're just wrong. At, uh, yeah, com. And anyhow, anywho, look, let me just say this to you. Uh, we've got a lot of information tonight. And 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 it behooves you to try to get some of that information um, because it's some things that are on the horizon and some change is about to take place. And so if you want that change, go ahead and grab a hold Grab a hold quickly, because as this thing unfolds, I hope you're ready for what's getting ready to happen. As he says, a change another guard and some new ambassadors are coming up. So come on and get in, get with it, and just do what you got to do, because something's getting ready to go forth, and if you want to be on board with it. So I love y'all. Just follow. God bless. Have a blessing. All right, everyone. It's Chris J. Again, you can follow me on all the social media outlets. Uh, SinkersAid.com, all that good stuff. Um, I don't have much to say, but keep me in prayer because next week is the week, everybody. Week. No! <laughs> I know. Already?
How do I say I'll goodbye? I'll still be on here. Calm down. <laughs> to right, that's where I'm going. In Las Vegas. <laughs> We're going to miss you, though. We I'm are gonna miss you guys it. too. I'm gonna miss you guys too, but um, a little bit. I'm, I'm, and we and the sad part about it, we didn't even get to like party your way out though. Like how well, we really like did. how I wanted to. I was trying to do something, but with you know the whole COVID coronavirus situation, I was just like, it's not safe, and I don't want to be liable for anything. But I was to give y'all this sneak peek. My album's coming out August, um April, not April, June twelfth. We're working on June 12th, and I might have something big for that. Meaning, yes, I will be back June 12th. Okay. Amen. So I'll be back for a couple of days so we can get that going. But I'll give y'all more details as time progresses and we get closer. Maybe we could go to the grape. Amen. Yeah. Well, we shall oh. see. <laughs> We're in phase two right now. <laughs> right. Let's just, let's, hey, yeah, let's just it. out there. <laughs> Chiquita. Um, yes, yeah, so it's it's definitely time to have these hard conversations. Um, join in on them, weigh in on them, do your research because God is doing some work, and you know we want to be a part of the movement because it's not going to be the same after this lifts. It it just won't, and you know we still have our children that we have to bring up in this or any kind of people that you're influencing and you want to make sure that it is the will of God and not our own personal agenda, but that we're not ignorant to the agenda that's going on just because we are in God. You know, we don't want to have our head, um, what is it, head in the sand and we're just oblivious to what's going on around us. So, you know, like um, Dr. Marvinetta said, you know, listen to this uh, episode and and do research, join in on the conversation, and let's let's just continue to move and and be used and led by God. Amen. And and definitely get get out in your community and become a voice. Become a voice for your family and become a voice for the people that you love and show that your voice is valid. So make sure you go follow Anointed Radio on all social media platforms at LV Anointed Radio. And make sure you download the Anointed Radio app, like it says on the bottom, if you're watching this on Facebook or if you're not on the podcast. on. And if you want to listen to us on podcast, you'll hear the same interview. You could be able to go to Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, everything but title because Jay-Z's hating. And I'll say that. <laughs> so with that being said, much love. See y'all next week. We got a great interview for next week i'm gonna surprise some of y'all because y'all gonna be like what y'all see you on sunday so y'all gotta stay tuned with that being said please play us out bye everybody bye <laughs>